0: Hey, it doesn't always have to be about what? you.
1: Come on. Get it right, Mike. Can I have another M&M or do I not have enough time?
0: What's oh, of Let's go.
1: <laughs> all right. That's how it's supposed to go. What's in the ass. Oh, let's...
0: that's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> go.
2: Oh, what? I thought I was waiting for the intro.
1: That is the intro.
2: That was it? Just go?
1: Yep. I don't. That's what it's all about, Glenn. Don't rape it back, rape it forward. There, there's your intro.
2: I just, oh God, <laughs> welcome everyone. You we don't even know what show this is because Mike didn't tell anybody. It's
1: microphone therapy. You they, don't need to know. It's badged. It's bad. badged.
2: What if somebody's listening to it and they're like, "Oh man, I, like, I wonder if I hit this in the middle of the episode or if this is the beginning." And you do your beginning, and they're like, "Oh, good, I'm right where I need to be." That's <gasps> true. Nobody listens to this show. It doesn't did, fucking did matter. How dare badge. you! <laughs> Good God. Good evening, I everyone. Put down. I don't want my neighbors seeing a fat, old, dirty horse screaming at me on my front lawn. There. Well, More that's why I can't move out. into the
0: neighborhood. We don't get them live from beautiful downtown fucking mediocre Auburn no. from your mom's basement? From your mom's basement. From base. the top of the vagina?
2: carnival ride? Nope. None <laughs> of that. Oh boy, So
1: the top of the carny wheel
2: yeah so we've got our regular cast of characters and we have a special guest here tonight travis you want to say hello into the microphone hello there you go so we're and we'll get to travis's piece here in a little bit
0: but first i thought i got to introduce travis i'm no, sorry fucking yeah. go ahead Let's and it guess. Guess.
2: <laughs> nobody was talking it was that air uh,
0: my name is clay it's okay my very best friend in the it's world just my wang travis is here with us tonight thank you Thanks, Clay. You're welcome.
2: That was a way better introduction, Clay.
0: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you a whore.
2: It's it's
1: yes, okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what? <laughs>
0: what? So
2: kisses. We're we're here tonight, and before we kick off our normally scheduled program, what? Please yes, what? refrain from using ethnic slurs. So. Anyways, I had an interesting thing happen and, and I think this is why I'm weird and I don't realize it, or we could call it things not to do maybe like learn from me. So I was having a YOLO moment today. So I was driving home from work and, um, I was driving up sunrise avenue and it's a long stop and go traffic thing and there's leather bees down there oh no shit yeah there's it's right off sunrise so and i've been there before and uh one of my best friends and i we both enjoy even though it's an, an odd pick for me toasted almond ice cream sunrise so, and antelope yes I don't know what no, cross street is. Else. I don't know. It's just on fucking sunrise. Anyways, and I've I have for the past like year and a half I've driven past it and every once in a while I'm like, I should pull over and get a scoop of fucking ice cream on the way home. And so I realized that because I'm not gonna be working there for very long, like my window was limited to actually drive past Leatheries, pulling and get a scoop of ice cream of this one particular kind of ice cream that they serve there and nowhere else and so i did it today and i was like fuck it i'm gonna pull in like i got i got some time i'm gonna pull in and i'm gonna get a scoop of this fucking ice cream so i did that and i did get the to-go order and i got my little bag and i start to walk out and they've got like picnic tables out there and i kind of out of the car my eye looked and i realized that there's a purse sitting on the ground and there's no one around it at all so no one no one. And so I, I open the door and I look back in just see if somebody like ran into I don't know get a fucking napkin or something like that and left their purse on accident. Nobody around. So I, I flag a kid down with this weird mask on and I said, "Hey, um, I didn't see anybody around, but there's a purse." left out in front and he's like oh really a purse and i was like yeah a purse like it's out front so i open the door and i point to him. And he's like oh my gosh and he does the same he looks around and i was like look i looked around and i didn't see anybody i didn't see anybody inside so i don't know if you guys have like a lost and found or what or if you guys want to dig in it for for a wallet but i'm not going to and he goes oh, okay and he's like wow a whole person I left i was like yeah totally dude it could be a bomb or you could find money you never know what you're gonna get and he looked at me dead in the eye and he was like well now i'm afraid to touch it and so i just left and then i realized that they're probably calling the bomb squad and they're looking for some chick and like a white ford flex with a scoop of toasted almond ice cream and they have all my details so if somebody knocks on the door it's because i think i planted a bomb outside of white toasted almond i don't know it's pretty good and i don't usually like nuts in my ice cream hmm i don't usually like nuts uh, except for under so for like yeah so for like some for like some random kid if you have like a stranger person that like says oh hey there's this purse outside and then you go hey maybe it's a bomb and you run away you probably freak people the fuck out that's all i have I that's scared all at Leather reese. yeah i scared a guy at Leather Reese today
0: how was the ice cream
2: it was okay how I, was the purse I- didn't go into
0: the purse you should have ate the ice cream out of the purse
2: i should have just sat by the purse and when anybody came back for me like this is my purse now i stopped looking
0: in handbags because of the shit i find at my house (laughs) yeah just don't i'm like what's the oh fuck
2: yeah i don't want to i'm gonna get somebody i thought i was doing a solid like i could have just picked it up and left like but i thought i was doing a solid by letting somebody know and then i said of course aptly that maybe there's a bomb in it and then right after the words came out of my mouth i was like Five vibrators and three black dolos. Like it's like the ba- unattended bag at the airport, you know, where you right. can't joke about it being a bomb. We live to. in that kind of society now, where I can't joke about there being a bomb in a person because everyone's scared of everything. Right. So, fuck me. Wine. We can do the wine. Do it. All right. Let me grab this bottle. So we have a lovely.
3: You're not supposed to eat those.
2: That was a really loud fucking package. Wine. It's still loud. Okay, do it now. I'm getting the receipt out. Ready. Do it now. Do it now. I'm doing the receipt. You can do it all at one time. Clay, once again, picked up some uh, wine for us from Grocery Outlet. We're reviewing the uh, continued cheap wine from Grocery Outlet, bringing that back. Uh, once again, we're drinking this shit so you don't have to. And uh, he got for us this evening a lovely Turn Me Riesling, which is obviously a Riesling. If you will, got some pinup bitch on the front. I don't know what that deal is. Anyways, pick this up for five ninety nine. So we're still well under the ten dollar range, which is great. Better than the grocery stores. How do you know? Because I went to the grocery store and tried to find like no, cheap how do you know? wine. Five ninety nine. Because you gave me the receipt. All oh, right. That's that's why you give me the receipt so I can tell people how much it was. Duh. That's why I have to keep this receipt now because there's like nine bottles of wine on it. Anyway, so this is a twenty twenty. Oh. <laughs> so it's very well aged uh, this is a young riesling if you will um looks like it says uh, one sip and you'll see you've never experienced a riesling like this before playful and refreshing delicate sweetness fruit flavors and lively acidity gives it the perfect balance and harmony everything you want in a riesling i don't really know what i want in a riesling actually either. it says it's from germany too so this is nazi Riesling, i guess and uh Let's see. You're better at reading the percentage. It looks like it's... Am I low on this? Am I reading this right? Is it only like 9? 9. 9.8? Is
3: Is playfulness really something you need?
2: Uh, Playfulness is always good, I think. I just don't know if I need it in my Riesling. Am I reading that right down there? It's fucking 9. God, we're going to have to drink 8 bottles of this. Hail Himmler!
0: I mean, Himmler. Himmler. sorry. No, wrong
2: one. Wrong one. uh, I don't know. Uh, So it is... um, not aged, obviously <laughs> it is a 20 I really because I, every time you read it off it's like a 2016 2017 right. something and then I read 20 I'm like oh well <laughs> that's, that's, that's different last week um, so I don't know the label's fun um, this is kind of like drinking water
0: I don't know I was drunk before I got here
2: <laughs> <laughs> fair enough so he was like, I don't know. He's like, what are they supposed to be like? And I'm like, I don't know. Like Rieslings, like a little dry, but not like a little sweet, but this isn't very sweet. In fact, it's pretty tart maybe because it is a 2020. Um, first sip, it was, it was a little sparkly feeling in the mouth and kind a of sparkly mouthfeel, if you will. And, uh,
3: it's called playful.
2: It's very, as a playful, sparkling, playful mouthfeel.
0: It goes great with M&M's.
2: It does go great with M&M's. And, uh, but it's really light, but there's no there's no real big distinct quality, it's just like a little tangy, and then it's pretty much it. So like I guess like if you wanted to drink nine percent. How, how much are the trulies? What alcohol percentage are the trulies? Uh, like five. Anyone? Anyone? Five percent. Five? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a little bit more than that. Um if you want to drink hard water, what? this would be a good choice. Like water <laughs> water with alcohol. Oh yeah. This this would this would be a good choice. Fucking easy Daisy. I feel hydrated right
0: now. Do you? Uh, no. Huh. It's cause it's booze is. So I go to bed last night. Or I think it was last night. One of the nights. It might have been the night before. And I was hard boiling water. Put eggs hard, into. Hard, hard boiling, boiling water. Well, it was going to be eggs. So I was hard, hard. boiling the water. Okay. And then I like, was petting the dog in my bed and I was still I love you. <laughs> And then, like, an hour later, I was all, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> the water, the pan smoking. So, uh, f- for once in my life, my daughter turned the water off and saved us all from running out of the gas and burning the house down. And I was like, wow. No? Nothing? You don't give a fuck? Well, I mean, it's a very common Bye. story.
1: She saved your life?
0: I guess so.
3: The dog? From hard-boiled water? Yes.
0: So, what was it? Last week, we were talking, and out of nowhere came up, Uh, We always talk about Travis, but Mike Spaulding came up and from what I understand, the story is always told wrong. And so we have Travis here tonight to explain what happened with Mike Spaulding and you can read it in Reader's Digest. Mike was on Oprah and you even did a skit reenactment for what was the show?
2: Was it the two of you doing a skit reenactment of it, too? Yeah, it was great. Oh, God. I had a
3: mullet. Will you take us through the whole experience, Travis? I'm trying to think of the name of the show. Kathy Lee Gifford was on it. And I've never seen it. My friend from Australia, his daughter, was over visiting and went back to Australia and said, Dad, the friend I just met, Travis, is on television here. So I've never seen the show, though. Will you start at the beginning of the who, who what you guys were doing for a living and then what happened? I'd like to ask a question, though. How did you guys get on the subject of Mike? How did we?
2: Fuck, how did we get on the You were talking about, it was something towards the end of his life and then you were talking about how he was something where he oh, flipped, the, flipped the, the motorcycle or something like
0: that. No, he, he. Uh, well, Travis, once again, Travis has to tell these things, but I said there was this video and a guy skis down a mountain, does a backflip over the train in Truckee. And the guy's name was Mike Spaulding. And Michael immediately said that he had seen the video.
1: Yeah, there's been there, there's quite a few videos of, of people doing that. But there was one I remember seeing years ago of a guy flipping over a train here in town. Oh, here or in, in Colfax or wherever wow. the fuck it was.
2: And I don't even know how we got on the subject of uh, uh, skiing or some or a train or something. I you know how this works, right? And so then it, it quickly went into, oh my god, my buddy Travis knows that guy, and it was like. So then he started telling the story about how he like was dicking around with a nail gun or something like that.
1: Yeah, shot himself, right? Travis.
2: So. So, so then we Googled a, it, and we ended up with we, Reader's found, we found
1: the,
3: the story. Right in Reader's Digest, which yeah, I don't so even think exists anymore. And I used to read those at my grandmother's house. I don't think it does exist. <laughs> Tell a story, Travis. So Mike was the first person to do a backflip over a Southern Pacific train. In the first attempt, he hit the train and broke his skis in half. Right. Okay. Oh, he basically just waited for the train to go by, hiked back up, and did it again. <laughs> so he was uh, on the U.S. Ski Team. Um, the the stunts with the no ski poles and little short skis—that's what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked for him for about six years, so we became pretty good friends, uh, avid water skier, uh, just an all-around athlete. But if you guys want to know what happened when he shot himself, uh, we were working on a house in Tall Donner and Truckee. We were rolling roof rafters. I was on top of the glue lamb beam about 10, 12 feet off the ground, and he was passing up the rafters after he had put the bird's mouth in the bottom end. And he had grabbed the air, grabbed the nail gun by the air hose, whipped the gun towards himself to grab it, because that's just who Mike was. Nothing was fast enough. You had to go 90 miles an hour with Mike. Mm -hmm. And the gun had turned around in midair. When he grabbed it, his thumb went in and depressed the trigger, and it bounced square off his chest. So he shot himself through his lung, through his heart, into his aorta. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, and it was a three, and that's back when they used three and a half inch long nails. Now they're three and an eighth. So a three and a half inch long nail, and I could see it had just pinched and twisted his t shirt just a little tiny bit. So I knew he had a three and a half inch nail in his chest. Like all the way straight down? Oh, straight into him.
2: Just straight in. Full Monty.
3: Yeah.
0: Bone, no bone in the way, just flesh.
3: Now yeah. let's not stop there. Take us through what happened after that. Let's see, Um, and this is like one thing I can never, I've thought about this, I can't remember if I jumped off the glue lamb or if I came down the ladder, but I just remember being on the ground and helping Mike stand up, and he was grabbing at his shirt and, of course, yelling and freaking out, and then uh, he kind of like started to lose his balance and his knees buckled, and I dropped my bags. And picked him up and, like, and this guy was, you know, I was probably 125 pounds at the time, and Mike was 190, oh. and I carried him down two flights of stairs to my truck, got him in my truck, and started just burning rubber to get to the local hospital, and it was on a Saturday, so there wasn't a lot of people around working, and we were in kind of a new construction area up there in Tao Donner, and uh, I, for whatever reason, I'm not going to say I was smart enough, it just coincidence, I recognized some framers about
1: look on the screen in the very first sentence at the very end of the sentence there's a last name is that your last name? McMaster yeah Yeah. so this is you that's me did you write this story? no who fucking wrote the story then?
2: It's probably taken from his account of it into Reader's Yeah,
3: Yeah, like Reader's just came out and interviewed us, and then uh, Oprah Winfrey, that show, contacted okay. us. And then uh, this show, like, so I, I, wanted,
1: I wanted to just make sure that this story, you know, I didn't want to say your name unless you were okay with it. That's no, why that's I asked fine. you to read it. But, okay, so this is your account. Yes. That's fucking cool. All right, all right. I like it. You can't die on me, Mike. Oh yeah, um, way to
3: be way to be in Reader's Digest, right? Makes me kind of famous.
0: I We're in the
2: presence be. of a celebrity, you guys. I know pretty
0: much. There is no account of anything though. How somebody remembers going through it? So pick up, please, where you left off, and take us. I so mean, you're at the hospital?
3: No, no, no not, not, not yet. yet. So I I recognize some framers. Uh, like I said, it's a Saturday, so not a lot of people are working. But I recognize these framers uh, on the side of the road on another job site, maybe half a mile from our job site. So I. <laughs> Believe it or not, I came to a screeching halt and Mike hit the dash because he wasn't seatbelted <laughs> yeah. in. And I knew I knew one of the guys, Ray, and I don't remember Ray's last name, but I said, Ray, please call the hospital. Mike shot himself in the heart, or the, I said the chest, with a nail gun. So Ray, like a trooper, takes off running for the phone and I floor it. And I'm in a 1970 three-quarter ton long bed Chevy pickup, you oh. know, like 7,000 pounds of moving metal. And, uh, I'm running every stop sign. I'm passing people on blind corners. And uh, about halfway down Tahoe Donner, Mike took a big breath of air and just it slowly came out and he slumped over. So I think he died, but I started hitting him in the arm as hard as I could and screaming at him. And he took a big (gasps) and then was like, what shit? You know, what, what, what? And I'm just like, just. So the shot wore off basically. I said, don't freaking die on me, you know, and just kept going. I got down uh, by the high school in town and there was a traffic light there and I ran the traffic light and a CHP officer saw me run the light. So he hits his lights and he's chasing me. I'm still not pulling over. (laughs) There's there's no way I'm pulling over. And thank God that this guy Ray had called the hospital because the only two surgeons in Truckee were in a helicopter on their way to a seminar in Vegas. So they were just between Truckee and Reno. They turned around midair and flew back, and they were landing as I came screeching into the parking lot. So I pull up. There is four people already waiting up for us with a gurney. They yank him out of my truck. They're uh, they're cutting his shirt open, literally in the parking lot, trying to get his clothes off him as quick as they can. And they can see the nail, you know, where is where he shot himself. Wow. So then did you get a ticket? No, the uh, CHP officer did ask me what was going on and And you're like, did you not see the guy come out of my truck? No, I I told him how serious it was and he still kind of gave me the riot act and and, but lowered his voice once I told him and then just said, you know, we don't need you to cause an accident while you're trying to save someone's life.
2: And you're like, I'm not hearing any of this right now. (laughs) No, I
3: I wasn't. And they said if I would have called 911 by the time they would have got the ambulance to Mike up in the top of Tahoe Donner and then turned around to leave with him he would have died yeah absolutely so that wasn't planned that was just me reacting right luckily i mean somehow i just thought through it and there's one more thing (laughs) will you share with us travis that
0: you had to go was i don't know if it was his wife or girlfriend at the time but you had to go talk to her and that that was also probably equally horrible can you tell us about that
3: Yeah, so after the cop, you know, let me go and and just told me to slow down, I, uh, his, they weren't married at the time, his Judy Shore was his girlfriend. And uh, I think she was working at Riot Aid or something, whatever the pharmacy was in Truckee. I had to go over to the store and I pretty much had kept my shit together. I hadn't like lost it or cried or become emotional until I saw Judy. And I guess by the look in my face, she just knew something was horribly wrong. And I said, Judy, close your register. You got to go with me right now. Something's happened to Mike. And she knew, I guess, just from my, the look of me in the mid you know, transaction with a customer, just closed her drawer, took her apron off and, and walked out with me. So that was pretty rough.
1: Yeah, there's uh, so they're talking about the surgery here in the um, in the Reader's Digest thing. So usually they have a they have a, a knife to split the sternum, and they were they they had to let's see, a few wax to drive the, the wedge into the patient's sternum, split it in half, so that they can get the rib the rib um, spreader. Yeah, the spreader in there. They had to get the big hammer because <laughs> he's an athlete, and it took.
3: Try this, Butch.
1: Yeah, it took like <laughs> uh, six blows to do
3: it to to crack right. it. Jesus. Yeah, they say that because he was so athletic and in such good shape, that's what saved his life. Yeah.
1: Oh, and... and probably split my sternum with his The knife perforated his other lung. Right. So he has both lungs. Jesus Christ, man.
3: Yeah, he was an amazing person.
1: He was. He's passed away, yeah. Yeah, he
3: he actually died of cancer. Not from this. No, not from that. And can you tell us about... You
0: shared with me on that, because Travis has like a... He's got like a sense of things, you know what I mean?
3: Will you tell us about... um, the the day-to-the-year thing? Oh, yeah, it was very strange. I had a very vivid dream about Mike. Um, I don't know the specifics about the dream now, but it was very vivid to the point where I woke up and, and I said to myself, I need to contact Mike. It's been years since I've seen him, and we had kind of a weird... It wasn't a falling out, but it was like a weird energy after all that happened. It's almost like Mike felt I had something on him. Like maybe he felt like just something mental, like he thought I was better than him in some weird way. So I had this very vivid dream about him. And I said, that's it. I got to talk to Mike. I got to get a hold of Mike and see how he's doing and and make sure, you know, I got to touch bases with him. We kind of left on weird terms. And uh, I had been I talked to my older brother on the phone that morning. And he said to the day I had that dream, Mike had died a year previous. Wow. And when, was that so 2013? he's coming
2: back on the year anniversary, and he was like, "Hey, what's up?"
3: Yeah, yeah, very strange. And yeah. I'll,
0: I'll, on a lighter note, one more thing because I know all these stories. Can you tell us? Because this was in the eighties. Yeah. Can you tell 90. us how, this was in the nineties? Can you tell us how Mike dressed? <laughs> <laughs> and Travis still drank then, so they go to the bar. Can you take us through that yeah. a little bit? Because yeah, this he, is fucking hilarious. He always
3: wore um, like two tight of tank tops, and oh. like his Levi <laughs> jean shorts were so short the pockets hung out. <laughs> So he was really hot. Tell me, about, tell me about the socks and the boots. Oh, and he had on uh, um, like high high socks with the stripes the on white, them. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and work boots. So oh, good. he had the look. Good. And he had curly, like a curly mullet. The,
1: the, the guy that was doing the surgery couldn't see what was going on. The surgeon's hands were inside, and he basically had to figure out what the fuck was going on just just to fix the aorta. Because if he took his finger off of the aorta, yeah, he would have bled out. Spalding would have bled out. So he had to keep his finger on the hole, yeah. While the surgeon, so he was like the Dutch boy that's, yeah, year
3: in pretty team. much,
0: yeah. So the moment you think that doctors aren't fucking amazing, yeah, I mean, fuck, right. I mean, but we're talking about surgeons, but still.
3: So they said that when when his heart was beating, it would pull the nail out of his aorta, letting blood flow into his cavity, uh-huh. and then it would plug it back. So it goes, it would go back and forth, and it, but he was still filling up full of blood. His stomach looked extended, and yeah. What they what do they call it? Distended? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they, the puncture was located deep in a crevice where the heart and the aorta met. So
3: it was like a one in a million shot. Yeah. It's, it went through his lung, his heart, into his aorta. So yeah, it was. if he's going to do it, do it right. Fucking A. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and he was that kind of
0: a person anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, this crazy. This guy would want he had a, what kind of a boat did he have? We tell
3: us about S- uh, that Ski Brandella. And you know that Donner Lake? You guys would be out there he didn't he want to be the first one out. He his that he was first at everything. He wanted to frame a house faster than anybody. He wanted to be the first boat on Donner Lake when it was still snow on the banks. <laughs> you know, skiing in his tiny shorts and no uh, god. Yeah, and that water's so bitter cold. Yeah, he was, he was a go getter. He was a hardcore framer and a hardcore everything. He and didn't he, do anything half
0: assed. He was also doing kind of things that were probably kind of maybe state of the art at the time. Like you said, he'd come to work. And you guys, so this is not common, but you guys would frame walls on the ground with the sidings and, and the winding. Yeah, uh, the windows. Sidings, stand yeah, them up.
3: Windows, trim, yeah. and, and then lift the whole wall yeah. with wall jacks. Yeah. Like an Amish barn raising? And it was just Kinda, Travis. Kind of with two of us. It was
0: just Travis and Mike, and that's yeah. not common. Normally, you have at least three guys. Yeah. So fucking crazy shit. Yep. Uh, I guess here's to Mike spaulding huh? Right. And Travis as well. Thank it's like you the for the '80s, Bill yeah, Brasky. Thank you for sharing this with us, Travis. We sure. appreciate it very, very much. Yeah, it's, it's fun it's, to get a, an actual inside look at how
3: things really went from the perspective of somebody that was actually there and experienced,
0: and not just the
2: Reader's Digest version.
3: Absolutely. Well, even like on Facebook, uh, a lot of my friends knew Mike. We all went to the same bar every night after work, you know, the tourist club back when it was real men there. And, uh, (laughs) um even those people on Facebook who say they know Mike really well or knew Mike really well and, and they this, their versions of the story are so different from what happened there's like, he fell off a ladder or you know, uh, he tripped and fell onto the gun it's, and you were like, no, he's just being a dick no, he was in a hurry like he was every single day every moment of his life and you know what's funny about construction
0: is guys do all kinds of crazy shit I make Travis nervous, I used to make Travis nervous all the time, he would be like what you're doing right now is scary as shit, and I was like, "Relax," and then I ended up cutting my arm with a fucking chainsaw. And he was like, <laughs> "Told you." <ya." laughs> you have to do what had I do at work. So, what did we learn? Yeah, right. We learned not to do that. Well,
3: everything we use could fuck you up if right. you're not paying Pretty attention. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, you could yeah. lose fingers, a hand, your life. Yeah.